0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, a lot on the prices that make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model I've built, the factual known as Sideline for Games, scheduled to be played on Friday, August 4th, 2023. Yes, here, you Check out the webpage on the banner. It's slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Thub Club. That link's in the show description. Costs is under $1 per day. You'll get first five money lines, run lines, totals, all sorts of goodies, and of course, exclusive access to our Discord chat. Where we talk about other sports, things we like, player props, also live betting, I and mean, all sorts of goodies over there in that Discord. A lot of great uh, sports bettors over there to interact with as well. Remember, sports are unpredictable. So, the discussion on this show projects typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. They're no right sides or wrong sides, or other prices or any side should be played, whether using my model, another model, or just identifying what that price is ahead of time. That's the sort of thinking that's going to be key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but this sort of thinking, that stuff balances out in the long run, but it's simply hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand good and bad variance will occur. So while the long-run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, it feels like maybe uh, we've got the ship going the right direction again. Uh, yep. you know, I, I feel feel much more encouraged after the previous two weeks. I was talking about ups and downs. They're going to happen. We know it. It doesn't make it any more fun or easy to deal with. Uh, But so far uh, this week, the A-plus play of the day, 3-1 and for a nice little 39% ROI, A-grade sides. Uh, On the 21 games, we picked a 20%. ROI, all totals, uh, 20, almost 30 games picked an 8% ROI this week on those. This is, of course, on all the picks on Dub Club. Uh, everything seems to be rolling back in the right direction. Cousin Jared, I don't know if you know this. Um, you, this will make uh, your heart happy here. Uh, mm-hmm. Totals are eyeing a fifth straight profitable week, and all of the profits have an ROI of at least 5% or higher. Uh, so the total's been rocking and rolling as well. I
1: mean, it's it's. sometimes I get the impression you actually know what you're doing. That, that's <laughs> sometimes. Just, sometimes. That's, that's, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion.
0: I mean, we always have to consider that possibility. Uh, we, obviously, uh, you know, no, no show here this weekend, so I want to do a little quick recap. Hopefully we can continue that. Into the weekend. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm I feel like this show could be an hour just talking about three games and then the discussions that come from it. Um I was thinking about this last night and we kind of joked about this yesterday. But yeah, you know, obviously if you're looking for just like the quickest picks, you know, uh if you're looking for the quickest picks, sign up on Dub Club, right? You don't have to listen to to us jabber. You know, you just get all the information, you get a cheat sheet that's got like 20 lines of Twenty sentences of like information bulleted out for each game, including weather information, first five run lines, reverse run lines, first five money lines, run all sorts of good stuff, total mm-hmm. projections, where I would play the totals. It gives you all you need, and, and that's if you want the quick hitter. Sign up yeah. on Thumb Club; it's under a dollar per day. If that's what you're looking for. You'll get so much great uh, information, uh, and, and and I'm gosh, I am so terrible. At marketing and advertising and selling, uh, it's it's like it, 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 in hindsight, it might have been a, t- a terrible idea for for this to become my my career because I'm just I'm, I do math and I watch sports, right? But uh, yeah. I I, sh- I would be remiss if I did not mention I don't know half the people don't even watch this, so no one's hearing this probably. But um, I, I tweeted this out uh, and I and I sent it out to our dub club members. We've got a, a half off if you're locking in three months um, opportunity me on Twitter, uh, you know, hit me up on discord. However, I can get you the link for that. Uh, that gets you through the rest of baseball, the entirety of the MLB playoffs, half of football season. Yeah, we're doing college football and NFL going to have a model for both of those. So a lot. So if you, if you want a great price, you've been on the fence. Uh, if you're with us on monthly, you want to switch to that. Uh, if we've been on the fence half off for three months is a pretty good, uh, a pretty good little deal then you get a lot of information Ho- hopefully if you're coming here it's because you want to hear the deep dive and the thoughts and where our heads are and there's just a lot of things to be thinking about uh as we're handicapping this and, and that's a, we're we're gonna get into it today i think has jared yep yep I, I i agree with that assessment all right. Well, before we get to it, because again, a lot to talk about. My those quick reminders. If you're on, if you're on YouTube, uh, please hit that like button. If you're not uh, subscribed yet, please do so. It's free. If you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the content that we're putting out there. Again. Major League Baseball, college basketball, college football, and adding NFL this fall. You can tell I scale my picks in the Google sheet that has the season results. That links in the show description. It's got team rankings, pitcher ratings, just a bunch of interesting things to check out there. That have how each how we're doing by each team, some ballpark information, all sorts of goodies. Uh, But with the scaling with picks, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. We're going to start off with uh, Royals and Phillies. And my my first discussion point for you, and again, what's going to be a uh, a three hour episode uh it's not but my first discussion point uh should we like only cover the games down the stretch that matter or should we cover the ones that are going to make people the most money i'm curious what the viewer thinks on this so if you're if if you drop a comment you know it, Mm it viewer, if you have an opinion on that, because I'm kind of curious, like, I know that for the people on Dub Club, I mean, that's where you really want to make the money if you're with us over there and you get all the information, right? Uh, But here we deep dive into a game and talk about different things. I'm curious if people are more interested. uh, I'm curious what kind of viewer we have, you know, are they more interested in the games that are on tv the bigger games the playoff you know implications, or, or do they do they mind watching this trash because this is going to be a garbage game but i think we can make a lot of money on it <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, what your thoughts on this are cousin j I,
1: I mean i have like a thousand other sources that i can go to if i want to break down the mlb division races or something like that mm. I, I came here because i'm interested in, in you know make, profiting on these games a little bit so sure i want to talk about the ones that
0: we're going to potentially
1: make money on because i can
0: get that other stuff anywhere all right. Well, if that's what you're interested in, I think this is a great money-making opportunity, even though it won't be the highest quality game. Jordan yeah. Lyles and Aaron Nola. Uh, Lyles, uh, probably not as bad as at 615 ERA. I think he's pitching better as of late. I, I don't think that's like a really high bar because he started off the yeah. first like 20. He said 20 starts of the first probably 15 were just terrible starts. Uh, right. So, you know, probably a little bit, better, but still a full standard deviation below average according to Sideline. Aaron Nola, as we've talked about with him before, a little bit of a down season, 443 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics are a little bit more positive. Still a very good pitcher, but definitely not what he was uh, coming into this season. His rating at the start of the season was closer to two full standard deviations, better than league average, right around that 70 threshold, which that 70 mark is about where the best pitchers land, Jacob deGrom aside. Uh-huh. Current rating, 78. So definitely fallen back in mean, a little bit of a disappointing season. But a guy who's, who's always picked a little bit better at home a little bit more than most pitchers um you know i don't know if it's about comfortability there you know home run tendencies and where the ball flies i don't know what it is but he, he tends to do a little bit better at home more than most pitchers do obviously the phillies are at home here tonight do have a chance of rain so i'm gonna keep an eye on here uh about a about a about a 35 percent coverage uh, of rain in the area all night long so that's just something to keep an eye on but the wind will be blowing out boosting the runs a little bit because we'll have five to ten mile an hour wins when you break down these two teams well the Phillies have been a little bit disappointing this season while their offense just run average uh Trey Turner down to the eight hole yesterday which really floored mm. me uh they're still obviously a better team than the Royals but the Royals won six in a row uh, you know if, if, if you're talking about you know it's, it's, it's some, some people here you know maybe maybe you know we Tried to talk about not getting distracted by small sample sizes. Well, if you're distracted by small sample sizes, uh, you think the Royals are probably going to win the World Series this year. Uh, we're going to win the Phillies on this one. Going to play the minus one, as you talked about here a lot recently. Splitting the wager between the money line and the run line is what you can do if your book or books do not offer this minus one. The implied price by splitting your wager would be around this minus minus one seventy seven number. Uh, according to Sutherland, the Phillies win 76% of the time. The money line price should be minus 323. The A-grade threshold is minus 269. If that's a little steep for you, which that is pretty steep, the run line, according to Sideline, they cover 61% of the time, which would lead to a price of minus 154, and an A-grade is minus 133 or better. The current run line price is in the minus 115 range. because uh, Jerry, tell us more about this game.
1: Yeah, so at this point, you know what I'm going to say. The starting pitching discrepancy here is uh, quite large, uh, you know, Aaron Nola, a, a solid, solid, very good pitcher. Uh, Jordan Lyles has has not been so far this season. So that's the number one thing I'm looking at. And you mentioned that Nola does a little bit better at home than he does on the road. Um, well, you know, just doing some some quick looking at the, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Royals have won a grand total of eight road games since the beginning of May. That so, seems impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so, that's I mean, over three months. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's with them winning. I don't know that they, in this six game win streak or all of those games at home. I, I, <laughs> I think they're imagine. all at home. So, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were all at home. So that, yeah. that, that, that did them no good in, in that respect. Yeah. So uh, yeah, only eight road wins in the past handful
0: of months. And, and so, and that's probably in a sample size of like 40 games. If I had to guess. Just off the top of my head, doing 40, 45 games is probably how many road games they've played in that stretch. I mean, you're probably talking about almost 30, I mean, excuse me, almost 40 road <laughs> losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah.
1: Uh, over about 35 or so games. And so, yeah, it just ha- has mm. not been good. Anyway, so, yeah, the starting pitching discrepancy there and the, the Royals' tendency to just not do much at all on the road. Um, I like backing Aaron, Aaron Nola in this spot a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, couple follow-up questions here. Number one, uh, minus one run line. That's always always the question yeah. on something like this. Yeah. Is this minus 177 is pretty steep. Do you just want to go to the run line and close to even money? Or is this just you're hedging a little bit here, but, but playing a little bit safer just in case the accidentally won by one, just the total playing to mm-hmm. that, uh, the fact that the projection here is 9.7, kind of where, where's your head out on that?
1: Yeah, so what I would say is that me me personally, I would still probably play it on on the money line, especially if you can get it around like minus two hundred or something like that. Minus one seventy seven, of course. I would I would, would love that. Probably anything around a minus two hundred or below. I would probably say go ahead and take, take the take the uh, minus one. Yeah, 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 take take the minus one. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I, I like the first five in, in in this game, too, because I think the starting pitching mismatch is so bad. So if I were looking for an alternate way to, to look at this or wanted to split my bets, this is a game where I would have no problem doing that just because, you know, you got Nolo versus Lyles.
0: Yeah, that's a good point there. So uh, I get this minus one is kind of you're having to lay like a minus two. 240-ish or 230-ish or something on the money line, but you're getting better on the run line. Uh, Again, if you want to create a minus one market yourself, you bet uh, to you risk on the run line exactly what you would win on the money that creates a minus one market and that's what i've essentially done here uh to get in this range uh because it sounds like what you're saying as long as the kind of implied here is in this ballpark which it probably will be yeah. this is the way that you would play it if it gets steeper that's when you would just go to the uh straight run line but again you know, a lot of that's yeah. personal preference uh, i was gonna mention that first five as well i think that's a great point here i was kind of eyeing that according to sideline they the Phillies win. The first five, 60% of the time. Uh, that is win by at least a run. That is not pushes removed. That is, if they tie, you lose. Uh, and according to Sideline, that creates an A grade price on that market of minus 131 as of this morning. I don't have a price in that market, but it is starting to trickle out there. By the time this is out there, it mm-hmm. will be out there at, at almost every single book. So, uh, minus 131 would be the A grade threshold for a first five run line on the Phillies. I think it's another interesting way to play it, especially if you are concerned about juice. Last question this game total is nine projection is 9.7 cousin jared are you are you interested in going over nine you have that push protection or on a full slate you got a full 15 games and 14 of them are at night so people's bankrolls might be a little bit thinner than, than usual it's not a college basketball saturday it's not a college football and college basketball saturday right so you're not mm-hmm. the thinnest of all, but is this one of those where you are holding out for that 8.5? You want the value of the win on the nine, or is this a situation with wind blowing out uh, Jordan Lyles, bad Royals bullpen, questionable Phillies bullpen, where nine would be sufficient for you and you could you could at least give a slight recommendation of playing the over nine?
1: Yeah. So, man, a lot of things. It's funny how you can ask a question yeah. like so simple and I can have like a thousand things go through my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we just talked about yesterday how the Royals bullpen is one of the worst in baseball. They traded away Chapman. They traded away Barlow um, this year. You, you got to think that Lyles isn't going to go very long in this game. Um, the You mentioned the wind blowing out. So you've got an 8 percent. Uh, the the weather's going to help you eight percent here you know score more runs the park factor is a little over 100 anyway so slightly more runs in this ballpark than a normal ballpark so i kind of like the over two uh even even at nine just because i've got that that push protection there at nine so i I kind of like the over nine as well honestly if you just wanted to to split your bets about three different
0: ways on this yeah. game. I don't I, I see anything wrong with that. Or or seven different ways because of course if you, anytime you kind of like the over and you like a team to win the team total over makes a lot of sense. You can go Philly's team total over. There's a lot of ways. That's why I said this yeah. is a game that there's a, there's a lot of ways I think you can make money off it. You got to kind of figure sure. out what you want to do. Uh, hopefully what we've talked about in discussion kind of leads you to a way that you want to attack it and come up with a decision there but there's a lot of ways I think to make money on this. Viewer, um, I think if it was me because I, I think sometimes think sometimes. people just want like direct recommendations so i'm going to kind of wrap this up with a direct recommendation if you're making one play on this game my one play is minus this minus one uh it's it's technically two i guess depending on what you're doing if you're at DraftKings, i know they have a minus one market uh but it's just take the phillies to win i think it's the strongest one play if you want to spread your money out a little bit i do think some sort of combination i like the first five run line Uh, i like the full game i like the full game over like the phillies team total over so if you're splitting between bets That If you're making multiples, that would be the way to go. But if you're just making one bet, the one pick would be Phillies minus one. Here it is some steep odds, uh, but I think it's a good price. We're always talking about price sensitivity, and that takes us directly into a great discussion on the next game about why price matters. And I think we're going to talk for an hour on this one game. We're not, actually. Uh, I'm being (laughs) facetious. Mets at the Orioles, 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, A nice night in Baltimore. We're going to be low 80s to start. Upper 70s to close, breeze blowing out, another chance of rain. They're up in the uh, similar part of the country, so something to keep an eye on there. Uh, slightly hitter-friendly ballpark, uh, just like in Philly, uh, boost to the runs as well based off the weather. David Peterson for the Mets moved to the bullpen after the Mets decided to trade uh, you know, their two best starters to the state of Texas back in the rotation, a 592 ERA. But we've backed David Peterson a few times as a starter here. The underlying metrics for him are very positive. The model thinks he's still above average. And there's a lot of value here backing Peterson because people are thinking that he's not very good based off that ERA. That ERA has been accumulated in 62 innings, and ERA does not stabilize with a sample size of 62 innings. Some of the underlying metrics do, and they are very positive on him. I think he's actually a decent pitcher – here for the Mets. Of course, the issue is that's the only thing the Mets have going for them here. Their bullpen, (laughs) not very good. Offense, very mediocre. Orioles have been fantastic, and we've long talked about how good the Orioles have been to us. Backing them so many times. Dean Krimmer for them, very run-of-the-mill average pitcher. 466 ERA, underlying metrics suggest maybe a tiny bit better than that. Just an average guy to go out there and throw once every five days. But lo and behold, Cousin Jared, we are going to be on the Mets at plus 154. It is an A-grade pick. Uh, I, I, I'm I shocked. I'm shocked that the model told us to back the Mets. We have been all over the Orioles. The Mets are a disaster. They just got swept by the Royals. But, Cousin Jared, I do want to point out something to you. The Twins got swept by the Royals. And then, do you know what the Twins did right after that? No. They took two or three from the Cardinals, including a nice, uh, easy winner for us last night. So uh, apparently you can get swept by the Royals and then you can look good the next series. So uh, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the Cardinals are not as good as the Royals. Yeah. But uh, a lot of Royals talk here today uh, because Jared, Mets plus 154.
1: Yeah. So I don't feel comfortable about this, Um, (laughs) but... But I, I want to I want to ask you with all of the trades that the Mets have made my my first thought is as well that this team just sold everybody and this team isn't isn't very good now, um, but when I really stop to think about it it's like okay they traded Verlander and Scherzer so take those guys out they're only going every fifth day, the trades that they made like how much of an impact did that make on what sideline thinks of this team if if you're looking at a game where Scherzer or Verlander's not pitching.
0: And, that, and that's a great point that, you know, starting pitching isn't the end all, you know, be all end all in a game. And it should only account for each starting pitcher should only account for, you know, Twenty to forty percent of the handicap because they're probably not going to go nine innings. We talked about that last night with Otani, and my goodness, look at exactly what happened in that game. Uh, Angels have a lead in the ninth inning, and then the bullpen blows it again. Right? Let Uh, let
1: the record show the only game he has not left with cramps or a blister or something is the game that I said he was going to do that, and then he finished a complete shutout.
0: I'm not. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, you know, one hitter uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, just dominated his best outing of the season by far. Uh, you know, we're going to talk uh, in this segment. We're going to talk more about games last time. I think we're going to talk about this game. <laughs> but it, it's it's a it's a great point that they traded away two great starting pitchers. But when you look at what else they traded, uh, it doesn't really affect their day to day. Now, part of it, you could argue, that might be the problem. Right, Right. That is the problem that the Mets weren't able to trade away because they didn't have any good players. But the model had the Mets at about a half standard deviation uh, to a full standard deviation better than league average on offense before a couple of trades. Now they're around average. So it has hurt the offense a little bit, but it's still a league average offense that doesn't fall very far behind the Orioles offense. It's not as good as Orioles, but it's not that far behind it. Bullpen-wise, uh, it, it, it had them just worse than average. Now it has them a full standard deviation below league average. The bullpen mm-hmm. always was a, was yeah. a problem with DS. It's made yeah. the bullpen a little bit worse, made the offense a little bit worse, but it's not drastic Differences. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction what happens at the Royals here. But I I think we have to remember, and we haven't talked a lot about the Royals this year and how bad they are, uh, because we've been talking about the A's. And the A's are also terrible. And we obviously, we talked about the A's because we had all the jokes in the Discord in the offseason about how we're going to back the A's. And they had that start. But we talked about how well we've done with the A's because we have to understand bad teams are going to get hot. Bad teams are going to win games. Then bad teams are going to lose games. And you got to figure out what is a good price to back and fade. Those teams, we largely stayed off of the sides in the Royals Mets game because we series because we were mostly priced pretty well. Uh, but just because the Royals won ha- have been winning a few games doesn't change anything. The A's had a massive hot streak as well, and look what happened to them against the Dodgers. We rode the Dodgers that first game. Uh, minus one and a half, minus one, whatever we, we did that last game last night, that was the A plus play of the day was the Dodgers on the run line. And look at the, how easy of a win that was. And that middle game, we nailed the over and we talked about if you had to play it, we'd still be on the Dodgers. So you can, you can they have both thoughts. And that's where I want to make sure that people are thinking about this, right? You don't have to be a prisoner to only having one fault, right? You can't, you, yeah. you don't have to just say, I'm going to fade this team or I'm going to back. This team. You can, you can say, there's prices where you would do both or situations where you would do both. You have to understand the nuances of life, which is bad teams play well. Sometimes good teams play bad. Sometimes is that what is most predictive? That's the question you ask. You, ask, you have to ask yourself, are those six games predictive of what's going forward for the Royals? Is the, those last three games for the Mets? Is that predictive of what's going forward? Well, if you're a Mets fan, you're saying that's what the whole season has been, <laughs> right? But the bottom line on this one, where I want to kind of like bring this together is last night we took the pirates at plus odds. That did not work very well. Uh, was Mitch Keller tipping his pitches? I have no idea. Those hitters were on him. And we have seen the pirates have a pitcher earlier this season tip his pitches. So maybe some of that was happening. We don't know. No. But the point is, you can't complain about the pirates and say, oh, well, the Brewers were the obvious pick. Because if you were to make that comment, the other game we talked about, uh, the Mariners and the Angels, you would have had the same thought of the Angels. So if you're going to try yeah. to be all high and mighty – do I have to put explicit if I say dumbass on here? I hope I don't. Um, and say, <laughs> well, the Brewers were the obvious pick. Then you would have also said the Angels were the obvious pick. And guess what? You lost money on those two games. Yeah. You have to look at the prices – didn't work for us on the Pirates at the plus odds, but it did on the Mariners. Take those two games together. What, what happened? Because Jared, we made we made money, and that's yeah. what I always stress about here with the Mets. This is about the price at plus one fifty four. This is a little bit too high. Uh, in the long run this is the type of pick that's going to make us money uh doesn't mean the mets are going to win i don't know if they're going to win i can't i don't have a crystal ball but according to the model the Orioles win this 57 percent of the time they should be favored but the price should be minus 131 uh rather than the steep price that you're looking at on the Orioles right now in the minus 160s uh so it's just they're just a little bit overpriced here which has been very rare the Orioles haven't been overpriced hardly at all here this whole season uh, but we're eking into an A grade. If if you're just on the other side of plus 150, you're probably looking more at a B plus grade. But the but the Mets are, are I cannot believe this worth a look backing. We haven't backed the Mets a ton here as of late, but this is a good spot for them. I said a lot of words, cousin Jared. Do you have anything to add?
1: Well, I mean, I feel like you just gave a very nuanced point of what I was going to say, which was I felt uncomfortable about this. But when you really look at what they trade away, and if it's not a day where Verlander or Scherzer are going, this team is not what I would call materially different than what it was before. And so last week, if you would have told me I'm back in the Mets at plus 154, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. and so I was worried cause I thought the trade away a lot, but when you really isolate it and look at the lineup they're putting out there each
0: day, it's not that much different.
1: So sure. You have convinced me let's roll with the Mets.
0: The, the last thing I want to talk about, I was talking about the total, but before we get to that, I I do want to have one other Quick discussion point, and, and I don't think there's an answer to this. So really, and what we want to talk about here is this point of the show is to get you thinking about things you might not be thinking about. Ask yourself how you feel about it. And if you agree with kind of what we're saying, we've convinced you on something great. If not, that's fine too. But something viewer for you to think about, and it's kind of I want to play a little bit devil's advocate here. The, the downside to the Mets might be they've had a disappointing season. When are they throwing in the towel? How do the veterans feel about that? You can't blindly say bad teams get worse. Teams have nothing to play for, get worse. Uh, great example: last day of the regular season last year, the lines were all jacked because everybody put money on. Oh, this team needs to win this game. And I just was like, I think we should just bet on the better teams. Maybe that's a crazy thought. And we went like thirteen and two or thirteen and three yeah. or whatever. I think it was the yeah. Something crazy like that. Because it's like to some extent, like these guys go out there and they they want to play well because they like getting paid, right? The, the caveat to that is every individual situation is different. So I want to first off say if you're trying to tell me every bad team gives up and throws them the towel and there's not value on them, you're flat out wrong. I'm sorry. I don't like I don't say that a lot, but you but you are. It's just period, full stop, right? Mm-hmm. But are there situations Where that happens, absolutely. It's hard to identify them. That's kind of your concern with the Mets. When you look at a team like the Pirates, and of course, whatever the heck happened with Mitch Keller last night, we talked about him pitching better, but last night was not good, right? That aside, a team like the Pirates might play okay down the stretch. You got a lot of young guys going to be playing hard every night, trying to get a job for next year. A lot of rotating and platooning. They want to be on the field, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have guys who play better because the pressure's off now, and you get to just go out there and have fun and play a game, right? And not be stressed about it that sometimes a team I'm thinking of the of the Padres have been in this boat here, the Mets, maybe the Yankees, if they fall out of it, right? You got a veteran team that had higher expectations. Maybe it's a little bit of black folks and they don't play as well. That's kind of the last thought on this one is that's the caveat is I don't know what's going to happen with the Mets. Maybe they'll play just fine going down the stretch because taking off the pressure, they've got some younger guys, some new guys that want to play, but there is that in the back of your mind. That is the one kind of caveat is How focused are they going to be benefit to today? David Peterson's going to be focused. He's been in and out of the rotation. He wants to have a starting pitching job next year. He's going to be p- he's pitching for his job next year. These last two months to try to say, guys, pencil me into that rotation next year. Pen me into that rotation. Don't no. just use me as a swing man. I love the underlying metrics for him. I think he's going to have a good start here most of the time going forward. I can't predict any individual game, but I think down the stretch, I think he's going to pitch really well because he has every incentive to do so to try to play for a job next year. So again, I said a lot of words. No. If you have anything to follow up on there, the, the floor is yours.
1: No. Well said. All right,
0: All right thank you. Uh, last thing here, uh, again, I knew we were going to talk a lot about this game uh, and, and the, the peripheral games around it. Total in this game is nine. Projection is 10.1. If I remember correctly on this, though, the, there's there's some decent juice on that over nine. So you're looking at like mm-hmm. a minus 120, minus 125, something like that on that over nine. Depending on your book, you may be uh, a fan, uh, fan duel tends to go to the half numbers. They're probably already at nine and a half. What's your thoughts on this total? Are you playing over nine and a half because of uh, you know a weaker Mets bullpen you know, are you playing over nine? in that push protection. What are, the, what are the odds there? What's your thoughts on this total?
1: I, I would like nine, and this is one where I would like. Usually, if it's like minus one twenty, yeah. that's where I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But if it were like fairly heavily juiced, I think I would still like the over nine here, um, just for, for the reasons that we we just talked about. But also, you and I have been to to Camden Yards,
0: yeah. and it can get hot there during the summer and and, and humid and the humidity yeah. helps the ball carry too because weird molecule things that I yeah actually yeah
1: yeah so uh I, I like nine here i would rather pay a little extra to get the push protection at nine than like go nine and a half and maybe get like you know closer to even odds at nine and a half i would rather have the push protection
0: okay all right last game here Dodgers and Padres, what was supposed to be a fantastic series for the division. The Padres, not out of it yet, uh, of the playoff race, but almost assuredly out of the division race here. They're not even mm-hmm. in second place in the division. I don't even think they're in third place. Uh I, the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. might be ahead of them still as well. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly where the standings have fallen today. I know the Giants are in second as good as they've been. Uh but the Padres obviously still a lot to play for. Uh Dodgers just wrecking shop against the A's, taking care of business like they're supposed to. Uh, we're gonna be on the Dodgers here tonight at minus 105 it's a b grade pick a grade threshold really gets you into plus odds if you get plus odds in the dodgers that's where you get the a grade model says they win 53 percent of the time their offense is better than the padres uh their relievers i think are better than the padres and honestly the biggest thing i like about this game and it's going to actually play into why I chose what I did for the pitcher prop of the day is the fact that the Dodgers two nights ago ran away early and did not use any of their better relievers. The three relievers they used two nights ago were three of their worst relievers last night. They let Emmett Sheehan pitch the last four innings. I presume that's because Ryan Yarborough is going to enter the rotation. Now Sheehan hadn't been that good. He's been a guy we've been fading a lot, moving him to the pen, letting him finish those last four innings means every good pitcher in that bullpen has now had two nights off entering this series so they can use that bullpen pretty heavily. Bobby Miller, I think, is an above-average pitcher. I think he's better than that four thirty-seven ERA. I do think Darvish is better than his four fifty-three ERA. I think it's yeah. actually a wash with regards to these starting pitchers. I think they're pretty similar. Give a bullpen edge to the to the Dodgers. Of course, the Padres didn't play yesterday, so their bullpen is rested as well. But the Dodgers' bullpen being rested gives them a big edge, and I think their offense is just much better. I don't really think I'm breaking news by saying that. Uh, Padres' offense good; it just hasn't really gotten it together. Coronaurs had a mostly disappointing season, uh, you know, and, and you know they got a couple guys at the top who can hit, but. Ah, uh, just not quite the same depth and and danger that the Dodgers have provided. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you have for us on this one?
1: Yeah, so this is one of those things where I look at what sideline says. Starting pitchers fairly similar to each other. You 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 mentioned the bullpens, both bullpens rested. maybe give the edge to the to the Dodgers there. And then I look at the offenses, and I think I, I know that I have like thought about this many times this season that, oh, man, the Padres have this, this great offense. But the reality is, is that their offense has been hit and miss all season, and it really goes just as far as the top few guys in the lineup go. And this is baseball. Everybody's going to have um, bad days. And so it, if they're having an off day at the top of the lineup for the Padres, you know, um, Soto, Tatis. It's, it's all, a, it's a missed guys,
0: day in that, in that world. Y- yeah. Yes, no one's yes, helping yes, them yes. out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas you flip it to the other side of the coin, you got the Dodgers and we just get contributions from everybody on the on the Dodgers seemingly every night it's somebody else having a really good game, Um, you know, really tough up and down the entire lineup. And I think the other thing you have to think about is this game being played um, in San Diego, which we know generally tends to suppress runs in that scenario. Still feel like I trust the Dodgers to find a way to to put up runs, even playing in a park like this, whereas, like I said, with with the the Padres, it's just been so up and down offensively this season. So uh, I just have a lot more faith in the Dodgers here. Honestly, like I'm surprised this is minus 105. I would have thought it would have been like Dodgers, like minus 120 or or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I just just have too much faith in the Dodgers, um, you know, at this price
0: yeah i think the uh i think the price is a little bit lower because the you darvish respect i think people are eyeing this yeah, darvish yeah. is the superior pitcher and and according to sideline he's slightly better but i mean it's i think it's rounding error better at, at this point mm-hmm. i uh i think the biggest thing that darvish gives you honestly is a, a boost to the innings he's going to go a little bit deeper than bobby miller is but with a fully rested dodgers bullpen i don't really think that matters that much that extra inning uh if this was coming off of a tough series for the dodgers use all the relievers now we're talking about that really matters. I'm not sure it does here uh, again. And I mentioned this yesterday on show and I had to mention it. again, in the comments uh, model is player based. So all the player trades, the model does know about that. So when I talk about these ratings and the Padres bullpen getting an average rating, it knows that they, everything they've the dodged, knows everything that they've done on these trades. It's, it's all up to date. Uh, I pull in rosters every morning directly from, I don't remember if it's MLB or ESPN or somewhere. I pull the active rosters in. So we, we, we know who's there. Um, everything's player-based, so so we know about all the trades. But uh, yeah. I think I I, I want to add to what you said about the Dodgers. And I missed this in the Discord last night. I swear Freddie Freeman doubles every time he hits. He's yes. got 350 yeah. doubles this year, It's it seems like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's incredible. Um, Mookie, I swear, hits a leadoff home run every game. Um, he's got, I don't know, 100 some home runs at this point. It's it's obviously one of those is true, but that's how it feels.
1: Yeah,
0: it, It's one of those things where the Dodgers – they're like they can count on the top providing and they can count on an inning where the bottom does something and rolls it to the top to put up a crooked number or the top gets it going in the bottom, keeps it going. Like they can count on that so many times get those crooked numbers. Whereas the Padres, like said, it's just so much about the top and the bottom has really struggled when the Padres offense was looking a little better. They were getting some of those contributions from those guys. We weren't expecting that hasn't really been the case, right? Uh, for the most part this season, it's been a little bit in and out, but um, you know, uh, he, who was the uh, O'Dor? Was that I was going to say Robinson Cano? i was, dating myself with really with that one. But O'Dor, <laughs> uh, O'Dor and Cano were like the same player, right? Uh, <laughs> basically, um, yeah. it, o- 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 O'Dor, uh, you know, played a little bit and, and it had a couple of good games. But for the most part, was disappointing. You know, Gary, the, the Gary Sanchez thing, right? It's like they're, they're trying to get production from these guys, and for the most part, it just hasn't worked out well for them. Um it, it, and Jared on this game, the total uh, eight and a half. Model projects 7.6 The weather is going to suppress. The park already suppresses the runs. The weather is going to suppress the runs even more. Slight breeze in. Pretty standard night here. I will say from a weather standpoint, when we get into August, you get less guaranteed unders in San Diego than May and June. Something about, again, I don't understand the weather. I'm sure some of our viewers do who live out there. The the May gloom, June gloom, whatever you want to call it. Weird fog stuff happening. You still get more unders here in these night games. You still have a run suppressing, but it's not quite as much. Uh, A little bit extra heat. I think burns a little bit of that off a little bit and so it's it's not quite as dense in the in the air off the water but model still projects some value on this one my question to you are you okay going under eight and a half or are you really holding up for that nine I don't think you're ever going to see that nine personally uh but but would you go under eight and a half or, or is that just not good enough for you
1: give give me under eight and a half uh with with like you mentioned I think both of these starting pitchers are, are solid, if not spectacular. Both bullpens should be ready to go. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I think that the Dodgers are going to win this game, but some I, I would not be surprised if somebody has either side has a really good pitching performance in this game, and one team scores like one or two runs. Um, yeah. So yeah, give me under the, the eight and a half. I, I think the bullpens, and the pitchers are well rested and, and,
0: and solid enough that they can hold one of these teams down. It should be a playoff atmosphere. Uh, yeah, uh, Dodgers obviously needing to have a really good month of August to give themselves a chance. September Dodgers obviously want to beat the Padres every chance they can get. So should be a good game. That will take us to our pitcher prop of the day, Bobby Miller, under five and a half strikeouts. And I mentioned... Part of the reason I like this prop is the fact that the Dodgers bullpen is rested. They are going to be able to go to the bullpen, give him a quick hook early. When you look at what Miller's done on innings, he's been pretty consistent at five or six, but there's no reason to push him to six unless he's just rocking and rolling here. I think this is more of a five inning start for him. The Padres are in the bottom half of the league with regards to strikeouts, top half of the league. I don't know which way I, I hate these. It's the it's college wealth ratings is low, better high, better, yeah. right? They, they, yeah. they, they don't strike out – they strike out less than the average team. Maybe that's the way to work it. Um, the they're, they're not like the least strikeout team, of course, but but they strike yeah. out less than average here. Miller has gone over this prop three of the last four. I don't really think that means a ton, though. There's some matchup things here. He's averaging about 5Ks uh, per start. He's averaging 9 per 9. I think he goes 5. Under 5.5 I think makes a lot of sense here. And, again, the key caveat that I like on this one is the fact that that bullpen's rested. again. There's just no reason for them to uh, – push him uh, too far a nice little five inning 5k game makes a lot of sense because jared i want to talk about last night with with keller gosh we nailed the exact you know even if he's terrible he's still going to go five innings giving him a chance we talked about the brewers are still a strikeout team even though uh they made some trades they're still going to be on the higher end of that and uh we 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 missed it by the hook there so we had the right idea that's of course why they call it i I made the joke earlier i have to make the dad joke right that's why they call it Fishing, not catching. Right? You know, you're not yeah. guaranteed anything. We had the right idea that Keller could get it by having a good start. He could get it by innings, even with a bad start. He didn't. We just oh, yeah. missed it. But if we keep getting the handicap right in that regards, and we have a five inning start so from Miller, I like our chances. I will say the one caveat that was at plus odds. We had a plus odds prop that we gave out on Discord, and it hit. So we had two p- pitcher props yesterday, oh, yeah. splitting them both at plus odds. That's a to go. This was not at plus odds, yeah. uh, but I think yeah. this one has a much higher uh, than 50 percent chance of hitting Uh, anything from you on this one cousin jared
1: bobby miller if you if you look at his innings pitched he's like consistently like five innings uh he's not going to go very long in this game and when you're getting like soto and tatis multiple times top of that lineup um, those guys don't strike out
0: a a ton and
1: so uh, yeah i I think if he goes his five innings I, i like
0: this play and a couple of those guys can really drive your pitch count up as well. Right, uh, even Kim, yeah. a guy like Kim, right, can can not yeah. you know can really drive the pitch count up uh and, and that matters i think the other thing i just I, I love this pick here the other thing about it is with those guys at the top of the lineup there's a real chance he only goes two times through and there's they're they're not gonna let him face i i wouldn't i would not let him face unless i mean if he's got like a, a perfect game going sure whatever right who cares um yeah. you know a no hitter or you know one hitter, whatever like I, it's not impossible for him to face those guys at their time but on average i would be very surprised if it's if it's one of your normal starts or you know 80 80th to 20th percentile outcomes right you know unless it's at that very top bit he's going to only go two times to the lineup what does that mean that means 18 batters uh that means if he's perfect six innings. he probably won't be perfect probably five innings he could easily be a four inning start for him again that bullpen's rested and if this is a tight ball game, which it should be because of the fact that that park makes it harder to have blowouts. Again, we like the Dodgers here. We think it's a good price, but we both mm-hmm. think lower scoring game. That means more likely to be closer. If it's a 2 nothing game here in the fifth in, in the fifth inning, one guy on and you've got the top of that lineup coming out, he's gone, right? you got to go to a reliever. You've got a rested bullpen. Why not use him in this situation? So there's just a lot of ways we can win this. So Bob Miller under five and a half strikeouts is our pitcher prop of the day. Cousin Jared, we kept it to 40 minutes, uh, so we, we didn't go full hour, which I, I, was, I was a little bit worried. I knew we had a lot to talk about here today. Yeah. Do you have any parting words for people for uh, their weekend? Nope. All right. We've, we've said enough, I guess, right? We have said enough today. All right. That is correct. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode of of the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content. Providing this channel is dropped right into your feed, I'll be back again on Monday joined with our friend jake to talk about that baseball slate, but until it is always best of luck and remember you get your betting money but please don't bet you're eating money